The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. I am your social worker with a microphone, and you are listening to the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. My co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I'm well. I am, too. Here we are. <laughs> We've got a guest coming up. I'll have, you know, I'm not going to wait till the end to tell you because she's coming up uh, quite, I don't, in the, uh, well, she'll be coming up soon, Catriona McGregor. Part, this is this is right up your alley. Partnering with nature, the wild path, and it's called wild for some reason, to reconnecting with the earth. She says we have to reconnect with the earth. All of our social ills, our psychological ills, all the stuff that's wrong with us right now, a lot of it has to do with we've gotten away from nature. I think I, reading the book, I, it's, she said that I think most people spend one hour a week, that doesn't mean you, out Outside in nature. I mean, most we're all we're inside. We spend an hour a week on the average outside. What does that say? I think that's probably high. You mean some people just never come out? Yes. Except to get their newspaper, and then what? Yes. Now they don't even get a newspaper. I totally think that that could be. And I love this topic. Yeah, ask her because it's amazing. She's like this major nature person, and I have felt lately that I haven't gotten out enough that I don't well, go outside enough even though I say walk four miles a day that's the one hour every day it go, takes an hour that's not, me I mean you're not even outside so you're probably on a road somewhere you know I am on a road somewhere I'm on a road in suburbia so that, I don't know though I'm not sure that counts I, that's what I'm saying I'm not sure it's even that high yeah I, you're right I don't think does that count it counts if you get because it's you're supposed to get 20 minutes a day of sunlight which helps the vitamin D or to absorb the vitamin D into your body right so I take off my glasses <laughs> <laughs> what a pretty sight take off my glasses put my head to the sun walk for a mile even if there isn't sun there's always there is sun so that I get that 20 minutes of vitamin D and I remember as a kid you know I just I just love this topic as a kid I was outside all the time you know, all the time. And we lived in the middle of 120 acres. So I was in the woods, you know, just step out the door and you were in the woods. Well, maybe that will hold you, okay, you don't have to ever go out again. No, I know that's not true because I find that I actually crave it. Like, I walk down to the, we, you know where we live in Austin, and my ritual with my daughter after school, her school gets out about 2, 2.30, and after we come home and fill our bellies because she's starving, you know, the normal thing that kids do, we go down and throw stones in the water, and I love that. And some days she's into it, and some days she's like, Mommy, I don't want to do that, you know. And I'm like, come on, it's fun, let's go, you know. It's Well, you live in such a great spot. I mean, most people don't live on the water like you do. No, it's true. But I, you know what? You could walk in, I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. It's You know, I love being, I think that's such an important piece of staying grounded and getting to know yourself, you know. Yeah, well, she also talks about meditation. Do you meditate? I, you know, I gave it up. Why? 
everybody else in the world is starting it. I used to before Sierra, you know, before I had kids, before I had my daughter. I just, it doesn't work in my schedule. And it's, but I do find that I try to find moments. So I don't, like, take 30 minutes to meditate anymore. I joke that I gave it up because everybody in the world is trying to do it. So I just, I just, that's the truth. I gave it up. Um, but I do, like, if I'm driving and there's a, there's quietness in the car and we're at a red light, I'll just, like, take it in and consciously try to take in those between moments. You know, you know that makes sense? Yeah, I refer to it, and this was way before meditation became popular. I always talked about going into the zone. I could zone out. I have mm-hmm. a really good. I'm able to do that. That's a good. That's good. Yeah, when I had like three little boys in their car seats in the back, screaming and yelling and touching, and you know, I could just go into the zone, and I didn't hear them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> self-preservation. So exactly. that's kind of what you're talking about. Although I, there is a book called The One Minute Meditator. Oh, I it's remember that. It's a one-minute masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're both one and the same. But anyway, it relaxes you. That's and I forgot the author. I should go get that book. Yeah, it's good for should, me because it's that not... book. But here's another book, Lauren. Here's another book you should get. This book is called The Risk Takers because this is the other side. That's of That's a new book, took. isn't it? Yeah. Did it just come out? Yeah. Yes. Uh, just I mean, within the past year, I don't know. If yeah, in the past year, This new book is called "The Risk Takers: Sixteen Women and Men Share Their Entrepreneurial Strategies for Success." Have you read it? I have not, and I have heard of that one too. You'll love it. You will love it. This book, and I didn't get to read the whole thing because it, the book is separated into. I think they have. I'm um, well, sixteen, sixteen men and women sharing their entrepreneurial stories. And these are people that you, we've all have heard of. It came about because the authors had interviewed some kids, some college kids, and these college kids said, you know, the, the economy is bad and things aren't good and people don't take risks anymore. Um, and these, college, these are college grads, actually, not college kids. And they said that, you know, the, these fabulous or the great days of American business opportunity are a relic of the past. No more rags to riches stories. Not possible. So these authors went out and said, yes, it is possible, and they, you'll recognize some of these stories. I want to talk about them. Do you know, uh, the, well, one is the Geek Squad. You know, uh-huh, the, definitely. You know, what? I definitely know the them? Geek Squad, and what? it's a great story. Yes. Have you ever used them? I have not. I have the Geek Squad. I mean, they're expensive. They're like 100 and something to come in fix your computer. I mean, like, you know, you have a little glitch that you can't, that you can't, that, that, that. you know, it, it's not really expensive, though, because if, if you were to keep someone sort of, if you think about having a, someone like that on staff, you're going to pay them twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year, you know? That's true. In other words, it's just better to, yeah, you're right. It's absolutely. like outsourcing that service when you need it, and if you need it once a year, and it costs $500, who cares, you know? Well, that's the point. So, and it's not just for people who are in business. It's just for they service people in small businesses at home, and they also service like just people who are not in business, but they have computers. There are a lot of people at home with computers. My mother is one of those. She's yep, I have lots of family members that are one of those people, and they get frustrated with their. My aunt is one. She's in Florida. She's constantly telling me, "I can't do this on Shutterfly." And you, you, you put all your pictures on Shutterfly. I haven't seen pictures in a year. I'm like. Call somebody. They'll come Call and fix the it for you. And they'll get it up and going for you. Yeah, they'll fix it. I should they, tell her yeah, to call they the go around in their little trucks. This kid started this business out of the University of Minnesota. 
He saw a need. He saw people in the 90s. You have to find that niche market and be a risk taker, not reckless, but risk. It's true, totally. And I think right now people are doing, there's a lot of businesses that are booming right now. Yeah, yeah, which ones? I talk about, I mean, yesterday I had three businesses. I spoke to three women, hadn't spoken to them in a while. They're big fish. They're people that I've worked with over the years. One of them, I emailed her yesterday. It was her birthday. So I just popped her an email and said, thinking of you, how are you? I got back late last night, a long email. She is in the, um, like, corporate gifts kind of business, and she says her business is as good as ever. You know, she gets orders all the time online because of her web, her really fabulous website. And she also lives in New Orleans, and she started a New Orleans T-shirt line that is going gangbusters. See, all of these businesses where you're buying products that aren't that expensive, like you yeah. said, the corporate gifts. Yep. Okay, maybe corp. And I'm just, you know, this is kind of my speculation, but maybe corporations now because they can't take their people on these expensive trips or, you know, expensive restaurants and all that because that's out. They would be buying gifts, smaller yeah, they're gifts. They're doing it. They're yeah, doing it. And, he, and the New Orleans T-shirts in the yeah. She says she's selling them through hotel chains, you know, in the in New Orleans area. And they're loving it because people love these really unique um, New Orleans-based gifts. That's very cool. Uh, you have to, okay, well, that's one example. Here's another example. Well, this, I mean, this was, um, unless you want to give one that you know of. That um, this, oh, I Go think ahead. This, what? Go ahead. Yeah, I just found all of these, the, the one, oh, that, the curves, you know, curves where you go and. Yes. I mean, this was an amazing story, taking the glitz out of going, to, you know, to catering to women over 50 who wanted to. We all know what curve. I think most people do, I don't think they? It, and it, yeah, for women only. It's for women only. You get to go to this, this uh, workout place. You only go for, like, 45 minutes. There's no, like, fancy spa stuff or tanning stuff or nail stuff. It's just all bare bones. You can go in your gray warm-up suit, and yeah. you don't have to be all, you know, gussied up, and you can, and it's taken, I mean, it's like a multi-million dollar business. It also is very, what it does is it takes you through a very systematic approach to working out, so there's no guesswork on what to do. There's stations, and you follow the person in front of you, and you just do what they've done. So it's really easy for people to get a really good workout. So it's great for, say, moms who don't have a lot of time, they want to go in, they want to work out, they've got time in between, say, the kids are in school. It's good for older women who don't want to be stuck in a gym with all these beautiful people and looking like a big, you know, exactly. So It's it, good for women that work like corporate America jobs and have very little time and want to work out for 40 minutes at night before they get dinner or after dinner. Or young women who don't have that much money to spend at that point on, yep. a, you know, on spas, yep. which can be very expensive. So, I mean, that was the niche. I guess the niche can't be too small. That's the thing. You have to have, you know, a whole group of demographic people who want it, who you're going to be able to cater to. So you've got to know, I guess, that there is an uh, an audience out there for your product. I think so. And I think the Curves is a good example. I was speaking to, I'm trying to think, I spoke to three people yesterday, and all three, I mean, one woman, she owns a, she's fourth-generation farming equipment business, fourth generation, large company, a $100 million company, and she says sales are its best mark she's ever had. Farming equipment? Farming, like gates for farms, like for farm animals. Yes, believe it or not. I think that's actually good news for our, industry, our economy because if farmers are hanging in there and spending money, I think that that's, uh, that's a really good indicator that people are, you know, out and about buying fresh fruit and fresh vegetables and 
meats, you know, things like that. Yeah, although I've noticed, and uh, we have to go to break in a few minutes, but I, or one minute actually, but that, you know, being in cities and going out to eat and things like that, I can see the restaurants kind of just, they're not full. They're I think that's true. closing early. Well, I have to say I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I don't think that it's just economy. And because I'm finding myself personally eating out a lot less because of the quality of the food in restaurants. Yeah, that good point. Us too. I mean, I get sick from eating out. I do too. I really, and I... I, I do, I, I, because I don't know what they do to it. They put stuff in the food. Uh, well, we'll have to ask, you know, our next guest. But, I mean, it's like it's you you can taste it. Maybe you even can't taste it when you're eating out. But somehow you when you it get later. home, it seems like they've poisoned the food. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm Catherine Zox, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show, social worker with a microphone on voiceamericavariety.com with Lauren Beller-Blake. Our next guest coming up is... Catriona McGregor, author of Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. Don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnist. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Money. We love it, we hate it, and everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program, Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired right fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. 
We're back. You're listening to the Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. It's VoiceAmericaVariety.com with my partner, Lauren Beller-Blake. Lauren, you still there? Of course. Good, because well, we have our guest now, and our, our guest is Catriona McGregor. She's author of Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. And Catriona is uh, a champion for the environment, which, of course, we need right now, a catalyst for positive change. She's an author, and she is an authority on environmental trends in the United States and internationally. So we're not just talking about the U.S. 20 years she has led and supported uh, conservation initiatives and environmental education programs, Latin America, Eastern Europe, Asia, and the United States. Welcome to the show. Thanks to have you on, Catriona. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. Okay, so Lauren and I were just talking about, let, you know, not even partnering with nature. We can't see, I can't even seem to get out of the house except for about an hour a day to do my four mile walk. So, uh, I guess you're the person to have on the show and, and to talk to us about how do we partner with nature. And I do want to focus, though, on one, one of the things that you are an expert on, um, because you relate in, in your book, um, the effects of our disconnection with nature to some of our problems that I think, as a social worker, are certainly prevalent today. Stress, obesity, apathy. Uh, I mean, I, you've done so much, but maybe we can kind of focus on that disconnection with nature, how to get connected, and how that can affect positively our stress levels, obesity, and apathy. How's that for a question? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> it's huge, and it's it's so important um, too, and it, it's something um, because people spend so little time outdoors now. There, there's um, studies that say that people often spend less than an hour a week outside. So I applaud you for getting out and having that nice walk in the morning. Um, that's one of the best ways to get out is you know in the morning uh, before going to work and having that be the first first part of your day, getting out and getting some fresh air. And um, <clears throat> also just seeing some beauty. You know, there's just so much beauty out there in the flowers and the and the leaves and the sky changing and and the stars at night and uh, bringing those things into our life. But um, we're finding more and more that uh, a lot of stress-related illnesses, um, even problems that children are suffering, ADHD, um, attention deficit, uh, obesity. Um, some of these are directly related to being inside all the time, being on Nintendo, being in, sitting in front of a TV set, kind of being very passive and not uh, getting out and getting fresh air um, lead to a lot of physical ailments and also emotional uh, problems. So how, so in your book, Partnering with Nature, um, talk about some of the things that, the, the issues that you address. I mean, because uh, in terms of, getting out there, getting outside, relating our not being able to partner with nature to our ill health, which is just what you've talked about. Um, first of all, how do we, you have to, do you think we're aware of that? Or, or, or you know, is this, I mean, your book is, is novel. Um, do people know that? Do we relate this kind of lack of our relationship with nature uh, to our social ills? Or do we need the first step awareness, I guess? We, I think people don't um, don't relate to that. Um, you know, there's such a focus and fascination on technology nowadays, and of course, we have some amazing technology. Where you know, we shouldn't get rid of it. Although some of the the bad technology, <laughs> I'd like to see changed. But um, you know, people have such a fascination with technology and what human human uh, beings can make. We forget that you know we are surrounded by a really amazing natural world. Um, you know, for example, chlorophyll in a tree, which helps the tree 
uh, make food, get energy from the sun. I mean, that's that's incre- that's an, a miraculous thing. Um, you know, here we have to eat every day and you know make our, our breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and have all this discarded materials afterwards. And here are these these beings right outside our door that grow to enormous heights, almost as high as the Empire State Building, and they get almost 100% of their energy from the light, from the sun, and from water. It, it's really mir- miraculous. And um, so there are all these incredible things going on outside our door, and if we just uh, get more in tune with that, um, we can learn a lot about nature. We can learn a lot about what's happening in our own lives. But now, you live in Northern California, beautiful spot, very, you know, kind of a, a nature's paradise, I guess. But most people live in cities, don't they? I mean, our population, what do we have, close to 300 million people? We live in, in the major cities. So how does that fit into all of this? Well, there are there are ways. Um, you know, there's always some nature, even in cities. So, um, you know, in cities, people can look up at night and see the stars. Um, you know, a wonderful thing to do with kids is to do some star star searching and ask questions like, why is that star blue and that star red and that star white? Or is that a is that a planet? Um, is that a sun? And um, really do some ex- exploration of the night sky. And there are often uh, city parks and animals that live in those parks. Uh, uh, Pigeons, in fact, are one of the species that reside next to people in nature. And just even paying attention to what the pigeons are doing, look at the different color color and variations. And and getting outside of the city. You know, there's often surrounding uh, beautiful areas. I know up in Albany, um, New York, there's some wonderful parks and uh, state, state parks nearby that people can go and visit. There are, and, and that's the first thing that, uh, you know, From uh, I don't want to get into politics, but our governor is closing down one of our major parks because it's too expensive to maintain it. Those are the first things to go. Yeah, it's it's really shocking, and um, it, it's not just shocking that, um, you know, these are just so needed for places for people to, um, to have access to, and um, especially today when people are often living in smaller homes and have smaller yards and that kind of thing, to be able to know that, gee, they have ownership of these places and that they have full access to them. And it's a very American thing as well, having these public places where people can go and have access to this incredible natural beauty. And now that so many um, places, um, you know, across the country are closing these these state parks, it's it's really a horrible, horrible thing that's happening in our country. And um, it's really, um, you know, a sign of, of, of poverty, of uh, impoverishing um, our ability to have these experiences outside. Well, give us some real-life stories that are positive, because I think you do that. You do do that in the book, personal antidotes, uh, stories of how nature has changed people's lives in a positive way. Let's well, there's just um, so many ways that um, being out in nature uh, can can help people feel, um, you know, not not only um, refreshed and have better clarity, but just uplifted. Some of that um, there have been studies about how negative ions. Um, help to do that. Um, there are places in nature, for example, especially by waterfalls. You're, you're not too far from Niagara Falls there. And um, Niagara Falls um, puts out over 100,000 negative ions per cubic centimeter. And um, <clears throat> what happens is this uh, having that huge load of negative ions in the um, area 
um, is euphoric. It gives people a boost. It makes people feel um, really energetic and happy. And um, pine forests are very similar. Um, there's places where there's a lot of native trees growing, where there's higher levels of negative negative ions. <clears throat> so just being in, in these uh, beautiful places in nature can really um, help make people feel better and uh, become more awake and alive. And then, of course, I run vision quests and nature quests, and I get people out, um, uh, often for long periods of time. Uh, during our vision quests, we spend four days and four nights out under the beautiful sky and in, in these gorgeous places, um, mainly in Northern California, but also in Scotland and New Zealand. So tell us one of you, I always like to hear, I mean, you must have a story, and you know, how all partnering with nature, how it impacted on you so that you got to this point where you're not only doing these, taking people, you know, helping others to partner with nature, but what started you, um, I guess, on this quest? Well, what started me is I've just had a huge fascination with nature ever since I can remember. My first memory when I was four years old was walking home with a, a little nest of baby birds, and it it kind of took off from there. And you know, I remember my um, being way up in a tree, a, a, a little robin had fallen out of a nest, and I think I was around the same age, and uh, you know, climbed way, way, way up in the the top of the tree to put the robin back back in its nest. And um, so I've always been very, very uh, focused in on nature and just very aware aware of it. And I've learned a lot about uh, nature just from observing, just from simple, you know, observation skills. But the thing that has really um, made me feel really connected to nature is when I've had a lot of uh, personal tragedy um, in my life. My father died, for example, when I was very young. And um, sitting in the woods and just having this epiphany that... Um, you know, that came from sitting by the trees and um, really feeling a sense of kinship with them and a sense that that we live in a compassionate universe. And uh, so that kind of nature spirituality, if you will, um, also has been a driving uh, thread of uh, belief and and, uh, action in my life. And, and, uh, you know, listening to you, that obviously helped you to, I guess, get through the grief with your father's death and being so young. Were there any times where you got away from nature, as you've been describing your relationship with nature, um, and realized, you know, hey, this is, this is not good for me, and I need to do something about it, and I need to get back to, you know, partnering with nature? Oh, yeah, it's so easy to to get away because, you know, we are greatly influenced by our culture and our society and, um, you know, expectations that, that people have of us and then that we take on um, for ourselves. Uh, so for many years as, as a young adult and, um, you know, in my 30s, uh, 20s and 30s, um, you know, working at uh, jobs that um, didn't really suit me, but also just for so many hours that it was very difficult to to spend time, you know, outside and, of course, living living in cities. And at that time, I had no no animal friends. Right now, I live with about uh, a dozen different kind kind of animals, from dogs and bunnies, and sometimes having wild animals here that I take care of. And um, I felt very disconnected and, um, you know, very stressed. And, of course, part of that stress is just working so many hours. But for me, and I think for many people, um, just being out of touch with nature uh, can also uh, lead to that, that stress as well. Yeah, and I think we do have to, there has to be a certain sense, and we have to be attuned to it, I guess, to be aware that this is, you know, not being 
connected with nature is affecting us in a negative way, to be able to do something about it. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, talking to Catriona McGregor, author of Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. Uh, Lauren Beller-Blake, my co-host, will be back in a minute. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you waiting to be discovered? Don't know where to start? Do you think you have star power? Find out if you do and how to make it work for you. 30-year transformational acting veteran Sandy Shuren hosts The Sandy Shuren Show, where acting and the arts meet transformation. Sandy will discuss the concepts that has brought her work to Oprah and America's Next Top Model. From the audition to booking the job and finding your star power, Sandy has it all. Don't miss The Sandy Shuren Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you would like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox. You're listening to the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. I'm your social worker with a microphone, and I'm with my co host, Lauren Beller Blake, and my guest, Catriona McGregor, author of Partnering with Nature The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. Um, and um, I, I just, I'd like to read a little, uh, Catriona, for people who are just joining us or guests who are just joining us, the kind of the back, your back cover, because it does explain what we've been talking about, that the way we interact, the back cover of your book, the way we interact with the world around us affects our health and well-being more than we realize. So true in today's world, it's often too easy to forget about the natural world sitting right outside our window. We mainly live our lives surrounded by electronics, concrete, Walls, glass, and artificial light. Sounds horrific. Everybody needs to read your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, especially, you know, I, I was uh, reading recently, um, you know, many people have gone to see the movie Avatar, which was a huge blockbuster. 
And um, some of the people that saw the movie um, got very depressed afterwards. And there's a big blog at the Avatar site for these people that, that say that they really want to go to the fictional planet of Pandora and live in harmony with nature. And, um, you know, we can have that here on Earth um, in our own backyards. But how can we have it? I just went to a conference. This is, you know, what about all these Karsten, I mean, I, this is this is a, a, a new thing. I'm involved in some of this stuff in New York City, but uh, we're polluting. You know, we need nature. We need to partner with nature, but we also need to preserve it. If we don't, then it's not going to be there for us to partner with. I mean, all of these carcinogens that we are just pouring into our water and our air and our earth. What do we do about that? Well, and, you know, the, the need for um, taking environmental action is, is greater than ever. I mean, it certainly has, has not diminished, um, and um, that, that is huge. And, but sometimes I think people become complacent and look at politicians or politics to solve um, this, this global, these global problems, and it's really we need a larger shift, a larger change. And, um, you know, understanding that these living things outside our door, these trees and the animals, are more important than, than what many people think of today is one way through for us to understand and stop taking the, the actions, you know, the destructive actions <clears throat> to the environment um, that, that we do. And, you know, a greater understanding that this earth is, is a living uh, being, you know, the Gaia uh, hypothesis and um, and uh, you know understanding that our actions on the earth um, are uh, detrimental to this incredible planet is this something that you you mentioned the kids and the the teenagers that you take uh, you know on vision quests is this something that uh, is, that is part of your program because I think you know as Lauren knows I think all of it you have to start with the young people you have to get them into this mindset so that they that we stop doing you know polluting the environment as we have been doing. So if, if you, I mean, I know you, you work with a lot of teenagers and, and, and younger children as well. Um, yes, I, I work with um, uh, children mainly uh, between the ages of 9 and 14. I run a youth quest. And what I do is I go into existing um, after-school programs, um, and I, you know, run the nature-based um, part of, of the program for them. And um, that's so true. It's so important to start uh, with young people um, so that they can get an understanding of nature and also just live live different lives, you know, instead of so many kids nowadays, you know, spend hours and hours and hours on Nintendos and in front of TV sets. And it's really not good for them, not only their health, but, you know, their brains and, and their ability to learn and, and observe and uh, get them outdoors into nature and um, looking at nature, though, and learning about it with, with new eyes. Um, with Is the, that different the, than, or, you know, you say Nintendo or the computers, and, oh, yeah, okay, they do that, but they also run around, Lauren, and you're probably just starting to get into this. They run around doing sports and stuff. They have to be the top sports, you know, they have to, you know, they're doing two or three different sports when they're in elementary school and they have to be the best on their team so that they can get into a good college and all that. Does that count as nature? Or That's a great with question. Nature? 
Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, well, I, in the sense that they're outside, at least they're breathing fresh air. <laughs> that's that's always a good thing. And, um, you know, just being under the sky and, um, you know, when you're outdoors, you're observing the, the um, you know, the changes in, in the sky and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, again, doing sports, you're usually more focused on the goal of this, the sport, um, you know, ch- chasing a ball or, uh, you know, trying to get a goal. Um, so it is a little bit different in that you're not really um, with awareness interacting with nature, you know, per se, and um, with, the, with the trees and, um, and you know, the, the, the animals, learning about the animals that, that live in a, a certain environment. And, of course, the place where sports are carried out are often very kind of sterile uh, fields, and, and, you know, they need to be that way. Uh, you know, and, and also, uh, Catriona, there's an intensity to it. There's mm-hmm. an intensity, which I don't think is what you are prescribing for us. There's a, I mean, you talk about meditation in your book, and, then, and, and even though we may be outside with some of these activities, and it's activities, I think, and sports, we are not really, there's not a calmness that you do when you, it's, it's different. We have to get rid of that intensity, I think. I, that's such a good point, and um, you know, I do talk quite a bit about that in the book and bring up some really amazing um, uh, information that, uh, you know, the being in nature and ju- just simply being in, in a state of being versus uh, constantly doing or consuming, this is also the tie to global global things like global warming and our, um, our destruction of the environment is because of the way we lead our own lives, um, that if we're constantly doing and consuming and kind of in this high energy mode of needing more and more and not being um, more uh, harmonious within ourselves, this can, you know, can create actions, of course, um, which lead to um, environmental problems. But it's so critical just to be in nature and not to be, you know, sometimes I'm hiking and I see people with these, like, really stern faces, like they've got to, you know, walking really <laughs> fast and they've got their headphones on and they're looking like I've got to make this next mile. And, you know, they look at me when I'm walking, and sometimes I'm not walking. Sometimes I'm just standing quietly listening to a bird. Gazing. Um, or I may be holding a leaf in my hand and looking at it closely. Um, so um, that's so important just to slow down and to really allow nature to come into our lives and to listen and learn. Yeah, I, you know, that example you just gave of the hikers, I mean, I can give you and. An, Hikers, they buy the best equipment. They make sure they have the best equipment. They've walked as far as they can walk. There's competition for how much miles you cover. And then so you can go back to your dinner party, your cocktail party, to brag about how you convened with nature. Right. That's, that's not the goal. <laughs> it, it's not the goal. And, and, um, and you know, um, one of the things that, that's astonishing about the earth and relating this also to our state of being um, is that the earth resonates at 7.8 hertz. And when a person is meditating, their brain also resonates at 7.8 hertz. That's interesting. And, okay, um, now, so I, you have to tell me, what's a hertz? Well, a hertz, that's, that's essentially the vibration um, of your, you know, if you look at, for example, the brain, it generates electromagnetic frequencies. And um, so these different frequencies um, are, are called hertz. And um, when we're uh, doing very intense work, like studying or reading <clears throat> or working with math, 
we're usually operating in uh, what's a beta wave, which is a higher higher hertz um, or a higher frequency level. And um, when we're meditating, we're in this calmer, um, slower hertz. Like if you were to look at a brainwave chart, the waves would be kind of nice, rounded, um, you know, brain waves. And um, I really believe that the increase in Alzheimer's today uh, in Western societies like ours is because we spend too much time in beta activity. And um, beta activity and um, having that intense frequency in our brains all the time there's actually less oxygen circulating around our brains when we're in that kind of activity. And um, so um, getting back to Earth and getting closer to what I call Earth song um, and that kind of quieter, more harmonious, more peaceful, more observant state um, is good for our brains. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I had, I mean, that, in other words, I mean, over time, if you're doing that and there's that lack of oxygen, as you describe it, to your brain, it has to have a negative impa- impact, doesn't it? I mean, that, I mean, it can't be good for you. It, it's not good for you. And, you know, that the alpha state, that's when you, you may have heard about whole brain integration, um, and that's usually during an alpha state. And whole brain, you know, they, they've shown uh, graphs of brains where you, you use different parts of your brain to do different functions. Uh, but when you're in alpha, your your whole brain is there's more integration between uh, different aspects of your brain. Oh, I, you know, after we after the show, I'm I'm going to really concentrate and focus on that alpha brain. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that one of the things also, I mean, maybe this is a positive thing. Um, tell me what you think about this. Like, you know, the economy is not good. That's not a good thing. And you know, unemployment is up, and that's not a good thing. But maybe because we don't have the ability now to go out and, and focus on uh, spending money and buying and competing and doing all this stuff. Maybe we'll be doing less of that beta brain stuff and kind of getting back to nature, almost forcing us to get back to nature because we can't, you know, we don't have the, the financial means to, to do all that other kind of intense activity and buying. What do you think about that? I think that, um, that, you know, that people are uh, going through a period of reexamining their lives right now, and um, that always presents opportunities for looking at how we can live diff- differently and better. And, you know, money, um, you know, is a form of energy, but it can only do so much for us. And, um, and also people are having to live differently, being more reliant, I think, on other people too, you know, at this time. And all these things can have, be beneficial you know, in a way, although, of course, this is, these are dramatic changes that, that can often feel uncomfortable when they first happen. Yeah. Um, we're going to, we have to say goodbye. Uh, I just want to make, Catriona uh, McGregor, author of Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. Um, tell us, where, what website can we go to to get more information about you, about what you're doing, and obviously we can, I assume, buy the book online uh, and at bookstores everywhere. Yeah, you can. Uh, the book will be start to become available, or you can even pre-order it at Amazon. Um, it's actually officially being released on the 13th, and then my website is um, for the Vision Quest is naturalpathfinder.com, um, and then for the um, the little foundation I have for taking the kids out because that's a little bit different than my Vision Quest with adults is Awen Grove. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure.
Great. Thanks. Lauren, we're going to take a break. All right. We will be back in very shortly. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com, and it's the Catherine Zoff Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Don't go away. We will be back in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you're a parent, you face all kinds of challenges. You know you're a good parent, but we have a show that may help you become a better one. It's called the Book of Dad Radio Show, hosted by expert husband and wife team Robert and Ulette Benson. This program will answer your questions about a variety of topics that parents need to stay on top of. It's a roundtable of discussion that's great for the weekend or anytime. Tune in to the Book of Dad radio show every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Deller-Blake. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. If you're just joining us, too bad because you missed our show. (laughs) (laughs) But you can listen to it, you know, by the way, yes, if, you know, because people say to me, well, when can I listen to your show? I'll tell them you can listen to the show live, uh, Eastern Time 10 to 11, but if you can't get it then, you can just go, I mean, today nothing has to be in real time, so you can just go online and you can uh, click on the Catherine Zock Show, Voice America Variety, and listen to any of the shows with Lauren and me, and if you want to, you can even download them. So Great. So your lucky day. Catriona, uh, <laughs> you, you know, she's a lawyer, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. I love her way. She sounds just such a grounded connected woman. I know. She sounds so calm and I sound so nervous. Not nervous. I sound so agitated. I sound so intense. Maybe just there like is I... something to being out in nature, Catherine. I know. Although I, I think am by her standards, you are getting out in nature every day for an hour. So I think so, you're, according to her, you know. So according to her, what? I am a nature girl or what? I think according to her, you're getting the dose of outdoors once a day that you need. It's like it doesn't matter that you're in suburbia, you know. 
Yeah, but you know, that's just basic. It's sort of like saying you get the necessary food and water to drink so you can stay alive. <laughs> but, you know, it's not exactly a gourmet uh, fare. I get it. I totally get it. That means you have to immerse yourself more deeply. So, yeah, so what do you suggest? Uh, I mean, I'm well, going to the beach this summer. <laughs> not, be, uh, the beach is a good thing. I think the beach is good. I also suggest in your area there's a great waterfall. You know, there's waterfalls all over this world, you know, all over this country, and you don't even know they're right there. Well, that's been my problem. I, have, I don't know where they are. I'm going to send you a link of one that's right in your backyard that you'll be shocked. You have your own Niagara Falls right there, and you don't even know it. Where is it? It's up in uh, Rensselaerville. Rensselaerville, okay, and uh, so that's, I have to drive about 20 minutes away. Yeah, and only then 20 I go... minutes, and it will be, the, especially in the spring, the most spectacular waterfalls, aside from Niagara Falls, although quite frankly I think it's more beautiful than Niagara Falls. Well, Niagara Falls, I don't want to say anything, but Niagara Falls, right on Niagara Falls they built this big casino. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, well, it's been there. It's, it's so depressing. They have this huge casino. Ugh. I think it's on the American side, yes. Well, that's Niagara Falls. And because we drove up to Toronto from upstate New York a couple of years ago, which was actually a wonderful trip, country and city, once we got to Toronto. I'm like a city girl. I want to go to the clubs and party. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I get depressed sometimes when I'm in nature. That's not true because I have been feeling lately that I need to get more, I need to partner more with nature. But, um, Niagara Falls is situated, well, I should say this this huge casino is situated beside Niagara Falls, and if you walk in, if you want the most depressing scenario, you walk into this huge casino, and it's not like Sin City or Fun City, even like Las Vegas or, uh, you know, in New Jersey. What It's like all of these, like, older people with their... Medicare checks. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, spending all their money sitting there at the slots. I mean, talk about depressing. That's depressing. And the and it's all the decor is brown. I mean, it's like you want to you really do want to jump right over to the falls because this is like oh my God, it's so awful. And but I think they make tons of money. I guess for the state, but that's part of the. You know, that's juxtaposed beside the Niagara Falls. Now, I don't want anybody who's planning a summer trip to Niagara Falls, come, folks. I'm not trying to. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Uh, but that's kind of, maybe that sort of explains the, I don't know, the yin and yang or the problems in our society. I mean, uh, the stuff that we do that's good, I mean, the falls and they promote those, but then we've got that gambling. Not that gambling is bad, believe me, but that particular site is just, filled with people who I think probably should not be gambling all their money away. Interesting. Well, yeah. I think that's true with most places. But it is interesting that waterfalls cause more ions in the air than most, you know, than most anything. Positive so ions, ions are a good thing. Talk to me about ions. Well, I just, if you put it in relation to energy, I think that's how to interpret it. And we don't have the expert on the phone, but on the call with us, but... Um, in other words, what she was, what I, how I interpret it is most of the states that, the state that we're in is a low energy freq, a frequency that's lower for our brain. And we naturally are looking for things to raise the frequency level of our brain. So nature does that because it's functioning at a higher energy level. And just like meditation, I had no idea. Very interesting. I might have to get back to my meditation. 
But you know? Lauren, okay, but does that? I thought that if you have too much of that beta stuff going on, that you get de- your brain gets deprived of oxygen. That's not what you're saying. I think it's the other way around. Too much I think alpha. What she's saying is it's the other way around. We need more of it. We need more of that higher frequency in our brain from nature. But we yeah. don't need it from racing back and forth. To no, work the to- last thing we want. So does it? We need. So, so what? I don't understand. How do you get the oxygen deprivation by not getting the enough ionizing? And also, I think there's lots of things that go with it. In other words, think of your stress level of your physical body when you're in that work mode all the time. I know me; it's shallow breathing, which is a lot less energy, lots lot less oxygen, a lot less energy. Yeah, I know that from racing around from one activity to another and multitasking and real. I'm out of breath. Exactly. I can't catch, you know, that expression, you can't catch your breath. Yeah. That's the lack of oxygen. That's not the good stuff. No. And she relates that or correlates that perhaps with Alzheimer's. She didn't say that, did she? Yeah, she said Alzheimer's. Oh, I didn't miss that. Well, yeah. that's interesting because I do think that there's, I mean, I think we don't know anything nearly as much as what we will know in the next 25 years about Alzheimer's. I think there's so much more to it. I think it's like most of these diseases, the predis- there is a predisposition to them, but given the right environment and the right set of circumstances, the disease will proliferate or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's or heart disease or cancer or any of these. You're or, preaching you know, to the choir, kind of- lady. What? You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to disagree with me. I'm right? not. I do. I think that there's uh, there's a lot we can do about it. You know, like, great example. My mother was diagnosed recently with glaucoma. You know, pretty bad thing. You don't want to have glaucoma. She didn't make such a big deal of it. She didn't even tell me. It was crazy. And she said to the doctor, um, "Is there anything we can do, like from a surgery standpoint?" And he says, "Well, we do laser, but it doesn't really do much." And she said, "Let's do the laser." She pushed. They had the laser done. She was much better. And she started um, doing research on alternative things you can do for glaucoma, and I'm not going to get into what it was just because it was unique to her, and it's, it, I think each person's a little bit unique, but there's probably similarities between what you could do. She started taking mega doses of certain supplements. She went back to the doctor last week, no signs of glaucoma, none. And he says, I'm shocked. Laser never works this good. He says, and she said, well, I'm doing more than just, I didn't just do the laser and sit back. She said, I changed my diet. Again, you know, she's constantly tweaking her diet. And she changed her supplement intake. Gone. And so it is abs- So there's no signs of glaucoma? No signs of glaucoma. Supplement no, intake? no high pressure. What? And what, um, glaucoma is when there's pressure behind the eyes, right? Yes, yeah, so and it causes blindness if you don't keep the pressures down. Yeah, so is she and taking any other medication that cause left, disease? Taking any other medication besides the supplements and the laser surgery? No, none. Nothing. Nothing. Now this is also the same person that 20 years ago was diagnosed with a large. I shouldn't. My mother probably doesn't even want me talking about this. I know here you radio. are telling the world, but a large fibroid tumor, like a grapefruit-sized fibroid tumor, uh-huh. and they told her she needed a, hy- a hysterectomy. And she said, thanks, but no thanks. She went home, totally changed. And she's a nutritionist, so I should say that up front. Totally changed her diet. Went back six months later. The fibroid was gone. She never had surgery, never had it dealt with, literally gone, removed from her system. The doctors oh. didn't believe her. This is a miracle upon miracles. That's how we're ending the show. <laughs> Well, it's not. I think it's what the point is, is that we all have the ability to 
influence our own bodies and minds. Yes, and you're, that's true. And, and Okay, and now we really are ending the show. <laughs> Lauren Keller Blake, what a great story. Your mother will be proud of you. That's okay. I'm Catherine Sox. You're <clears throat> listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Uh, I hope you had a good morning with Lauren and me. I had a great time this morning. Anyway, Thank have a good guys. week. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.